0: This is AF Cast, the video game podcast, and here's your host, Malcolm Shiver. This week on AF Cast, we are starting up a new series called Deep Dive, where I will take a person, place, item, etc. from a video game universe and do a full analysis on that person, place, item, etc. And I will be holding polls on my social media to decide what I should do next, Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, You can also have an influence on what is put on the polls if you comment possible deep dive ideas. Uh, I'll make sure to try and check comment sections of my most recent episodes to stay on top of the demand. Besides that, this week on AFCast, we are talking about Bloodhunter, otherwise known as Bloodhound from Apex Legends. Before I get into this, Bloodhound doesn't have an actual name, uh, at least none that we know of, and uh, so on on the wiki, um, Bloodhound doesn't have a name. But I'm assuming Bloodhound does actually have a name. <laughs> I just no one knows what it is essentially. Um, Bloodhound also considers themselves non-binary, uh, which is why you will hear me call Bloodhound they or them. Um, and if I do make the mistake of saying him, because honestly I didn't know that they were non-binary until I started doing research for this episode, um, please make sure you point that out to me, uh, just so that way I can try to fix my language. Um, and also, since Bloodhound doesn't have much information about them currently, I'll be explaining pretty much every detail that we know so far about Bloodhound's past, um, and present. so future deep dive episodes will not be like super in depth like not as in depth as like breaking apart every single piece of an animation essentially which is what we're doing today um for every detail um considering that other characters or places might have much bigger backstories where we'll have to be a little bit more broad uh, i'm assuming that some characters we might even split up into parts like if we ever do master chief that thing is going to be split up in like per game basically um or like per like decade (laughs) like something like that. i don't know even a decade has too much content for master chief in there um but yeah so we'll see uh but bloodhound's story begins when they were young i mean obviously that's where everyone's story begins but um, more specifically their dad died on the planet talos when they were young um and talos is actually the planet that world's edge is on uh, so the disaster that occurred was called meltdown which was also the season world's edge map was introduced in um so a little tidbit there uh what caused the meltdown was a large tower which is known on the map as the epicenter so it's the giants um ice spikes coming out of a broken tower looking thing um so the facility on world's edge was called the new dawn industrial plant Uh, a rare a rare mineral compound was found beneath the surface which caused an uproar in imc activity uh, around the area essentially and they used a cooling tower uh the epicenter um to keep the underground lava at bay while they mined so it was actually surrounded by like a like there's the volcano um that is the huge mountain uh that actually has trials in it i'm pretty sure um which is part of Bloodhound's story too. There's not much there besides that it's a trial, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like the so that volcano was completely active and everything while epicenter was actually going how it was intended. Um, but the destruction of it actually caused a um, a deep freeze essentially or a flash freeze. Uh, which completely changed the climate of Talos and forced almost everyone out of World's Edge. And this was after that, after like a city and stuff was built around the epicenter because it was, you know, a big production industrial sized thing that produced a lot of revenue. So obviously, uh, civilizations tend to pop up around those areas. Um, and both of Bloodhound's parents were engineers at this facility uh, until the meltdown, obviously, because it killed them both. Um, you only see Bloodhound's father in the, uh, in the animation, uh, the one I'm currently showing on the video here, um, but it is said uh, on Bloodhound's wiki page um, that Bloodhound's mom had died as well. Both of them were engineers. Both of them died um, on Talos during the meltdown. Um, so since both of them died, Bloodhound went to go live with their uncle named Arter. Um, I don't know if it's Arthur and you just there's just no H or if you pronounce it Arthur or like I don't know I'm still (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out how to say uh, his name but uh, Arthur was the leader of a group that despised pretty much any sort of technology as it seems to only kill those who try to harness it Um, so they actually live not too far from the epicenter to basically remind themselves what was lost and why Um, But not only did they despise technology, they also believed in the Allfather. Um, I don't know if they believed in Norse mythology or if it's its own version of Norse mythology, but the general concept is there, essentially, where, you know, you have Allfather, you have Crows. Um, Nothing, I don't think, is mentioned about Odin or anything like that. Pretty much, it's just the Crows and Allfather. Um, So I don't know what the extent of Norse mythology is in this universe, um, or in this group in particular, could be different in this group. Excuse me. Um, Bloodhound had been trained by Arter uh, and the rest of the tribe until uh, they came to their final test, they being Bloodhound. Um, Bloodhound had to take down a prowler. Uh, so for those who don't know what a prowler is, uh, essentially it is a. I'm trying to think of, like, the best animal to compare it to. I, I want to say, like, a... A mix between a wolf and a panther, so it's very agile, like a panther, but it also is very aggressive, like a wolf, essentially. I think that's the best way to, to describe it. Um, it looks kind of like a just bigger lizard as well. <laughs> the ones that have like those uh things, like kind of look that kind of look like manes that pop out, pop out of their necks. Um, that's kind of what a prowler is for those who have played Titanfall 2. Uh, You've probably seen them because they're like the only uh, actual wildlife creature that you will fight um, in Titanfall 2 campaign. Um, So if you've played Titanfall 2 campaign, then you've definitely seen Prowlers uh, because it's in like the first few missions. Um, And uh, so, yeah, these creatures are known across the frontier, essentially. Like you can find them on a lot of planets in the frontier. Uh, and they're considered very dangerous and bloodhound managed to stumble into an old facility while looking for a prowler uh, which housed a much larger beast also known as a goliath uh, so before bloodhounds uh, came across this goliath um, bloodhound found an old charge rifle not to mention that bloodhound had also been using an electric lamp to find their way through the facility both of these items uh are actually against what their tribe believed uh, or believes. I don't know if they're still around anymore, um, but I actually I'm assuming not, considering that there's the Apex Games in that area now. But eh, whatever. Um, who, who knows? They might live on the outskirts of that. Um, but yeah, so when the Goliath actually you know found Bloodhounds. Uh, The Goliath started charging at Bloodhound. Bloodhound managed to lure it outside and turned around and blasted off its horn with... Or, not horn, its tusk? I think it's a tusk. uh, With the charge rifle. Um, So, after believing to have killed the Goliath by using this method, uh, Bloodhound spots a crow watching over them. They know that this is Arthur's crow, and essentially Bloodhound might be in trouble now because the crow spotted... Uh, bloodhound using a charge rifle instead of their trusty axe that they were supposed to use Uh, so bloodhound makes their way back to the village with the tusk as the prize Uh, on their way into town they bury the charge rifle actually just outside of town so that way arthur won't know uh, that they had killed the goliath with technology instead of their axe Uh, arthur uh, with the crow on his shoulder Uh, places his trophy when he was initiated on the table as Bloodhound approaches. Um, Arthur's trophy is actually a Prowler skull, um, which is also why it's so small compared to the Tusk. Um, But Arthur figures out that Bloodhound killed the Goliath using technology and essentially exiles them. Uh, And I'm assuming that this is because you can actually see and hear Arthur sniff the tusk and so they could probably tell the sense of a lasting laser fire essentially. Um which probably makes sense because I mean if you were to shoot a laser, I'm assuming it's gonna it's gonna leave some sort of stench after, you know, piercing some skin and tusk. Uh but yeah, so I'm not actually entirely sure if Arthur necessarily exiles Bloodhound, because Bloodhound kinda like walks out of the village and like arthur never explicitly said it like he kind of just like turned around and was disappointed he asked have you chosen exile but he didn't actually like say you know you are exiled so i don't know if bloodhound is quote-unquote exiled at this point but it's not like it matters too much um but essentially as bloodhound is leaving the village and arthur is going into his home um, disappointed in bloodhounds uh Bloodhound notices the Goliath actually walking towards the village, trying to get back its tusk. So Bloodhound cries out as the creature starts getting closer to the village and starts running to where they buried the charge rifle. As the Goliath starts to charge, uh, Bloodhound, and the the Goliath actually smacks Bloodhound aside, um, knocking you know knocking the wind out of them probably, and also breaking the uh, the charge rifle um so now the entire village is attacking it well not the entire village but the hunters and the protectors and whatever you want to call them um and this actually includes arthur arthur is the first one on the scene attacking this thing jumping on its backs hitting it with its axe um, everyone is getting killed one by one by the goliath arthur is actually tossed aside against the tree and is fatally wounded uh, bloodhound takes out the core from the charge rifle and throws it at the Goliath. The blast shocks the Goliath and sends it back to its cave. Uh, and here are Arthur's final words to Bloodhound. Uh, do not wait for me. I failed you, forgive me. Nay, you. Nay. I lived to see you pass the death. It was not the gun that protected them. It was you. Perhaps there is more to the old ways than the weapon we chose. And beast nana Slatra, you will be the first. Blue thunder. the old father guides. Bloodhound, now being named as the first Blowhunter, uh, decides to take on the Goliath once and for all. Uh, they confront it in its lair once again, and as the Goliath is about to kill Bloodhounds, the crow flies in and lands on the coolant pipes that line that line the walls. Um, and this is once again back inside of that facility. So this is like there's pipes everywhere, and one of them is labeled coolant pipe. Uh, so Bloodhound actually throws uh, their axe at the coolant pipe um, that is lining the walls, and it freezes the Goliath where it stands, but it's still filling the room with coolant. Um, so, uh, sadly, Bloodhound has to use a ma- a mask to kind of protect himself from, you know, because coolant isn't good for you to breathe. I don't know if you know this or not, but, <laughs> but uh, essentially this actually... Permanently damages Bloodhound's respiratory system um, because they weren't wearing a mask in the first place. They actually got to one as they're breathing in coolant. Um, so this is why in Bloodhound's, uh, you know, Bloodhound's skin, Bloodhound's character is wearing a mask. Um, and by the way, any time that I refer to how Bloodhound looks in Apex Legends, I am talking about Bloodhound's base skin. I'm not trying to make an overall blanket statement about all of Bloodhound's skins because that is way too many to try and look through for me, um, to try and, you know, dodge through all that stuff, especially since most of those probably aren't canon anyway. Um, But yeah, so now having frozen the Goliath, Bloodhound shatters it with their axe, and Bloodhound now wears Arthur's Trophy to remember him by, which is why you also see Bloodhound wearing the skull. So that's kind of where the outfit comes from From uh, for Bloodhound. You know, you have the um, outdoorsy, uh, living in the woods clothes that that Bloodhound has on, and then they also have the respirator and the prowler skull. Um, so that's kind of the ensemble of Bloodhound. And so now you kind of understand why. Um, it's kind of a liberating and depressing story at the same time. And like I said, this is pretty much the only thing that we actually know about Bloodhound. Uh, Bloodhound wasn't really involved in uh, like Bloodhound was there for all of the, for like the treasure hunts and uh, like some of the comics as well. But Bloodhound never really was the star or was an important piece of any of those Bloodhound kind of just existed in those um so nothing too big there uh but besides the fact that you know bloodhound is kind of just helping whatever team they thought was best um or even just staying out of it entirely uh but we know nothing else uh as of now other than the fact that bloodhound hates pathfinder in the apex games at least from what we can tell based off of voice lines and also in the i believe it was the season three trailer where bloodhound actually shoots pathfinder with a uh with a sniper and says this is probably because bloodhound still has some hatred towards technology um or maybe it was even a marvin unit uh that made a mistake that caused bloodhound's parents to die in the meltdown um But now we can get into Bloodhound's abilities and the lore behind them. Uh, So Bloodhound's uh, class ability, Bloodhound is a recon character, so this isn't specific to Bloodhound, but it's still kind of interesting to try and break down the possible explanation for lore behind it. Uh, Because Bloodhound is able to use some sort of chip uh, or something to access a relay beacon um, to actually see where the next ring is going to be in the Apex games, and I don't think this is actually, like, supposed to be a big part of their backstory as much, uh, as it is because they are a recon character, but it is still a cool, th- cool thing, like, kind of thinking about how Bloodhound uses technology to their advantage in The Hunt, essentially, The Hunt being the Apex games for Bloodhound, um, And so actually using technology and combining that with the old ways of you know tracking people down you know this is everything kind of fits together because um you know it's kind of like what arthur said that you know you you gotta combine there's more to the old ways um than you know just an axe or something like that uh so yeah so it's kind of interesting kind of just thinking about how Bloodhound uses technology to their advantage, um, but you know it doesn't overdo it. Essentially, like you know, Pathfinders all <laughs> technology, um, but Bloodhound's passive is more where it gets specific. Uh, so Bloodhound's passive ability allows them to see tracks from legends that have passed through the area, whether this is opening doors, uh, opening loot bins, jumping, riding zip lines, uh, deploying an ability, anything like that. Um, this isn't anything special besides the fact that Bloodhound is just a really good tracker, uh, which makes sense based off of where they grew up because they grew up in the wilds with Arthur, you know, literally training to track down and kill Prowlers. So this is actually kind of like a sport. I mean, I mean, to be fair, Apex Games is quite literally a sport, but I mean, like this is what Bloodhound is used to it's like bloodhound is used to tracking down people and killing them so apex games isn't much different for bloodhound uh which is kind of scary to think about like he's just like like (laughs) ready to take down some people um but uh bloodhound's tactical so bloodhound's tactical pings people through walls and the way it pings them is not by like marking where they are but actually creating an outline of their character uh, and it in general, creates an outline of the map and everything. And this is because, or at least what I'm assuming, is the technic- the technology looks very similar to the pulse blade from Titanfall Two, uh, which actually used sonar technology to detect enemies that were nearby. Uh, so I'm assuming the contraption on Bloodhound's wrist uh, is an upgraded version of the pulse blade, considering that Apex Legends takes place thirty years after the events of Titanfall Two. Um, so it's kind of another one of those situations of using technology to track down bloodhounds prey essentially. So a lot of this is about tracking down their prey, which is why they are a recon character. Um, it's perfect, but excuse me. Uh, anyway, bloodhounds ultimate is still a mystery. Uh, so bloodhound gets heightened senses, including sound and sight, and then they also can get faster. Um, these are pretty much the only things that we can observe in game. I'm assuming that there might be like a heightened sense of smell, uh, maybe a heightened sense of even touch. Maybe honestly, um, being able to feel how rigid something is. Maybe um, so. There's there's a lot of things that uh, could be like that. Bloodhound could receive from the from their ultimate ability. Uh, that we just can't tell because, you know, we're in a video game, so we can't necessarily utilize all of those senses, uh, or abilities. Like, they could also be able to, you know, punch harder. Well, I guess that could be, I, I guess that could be seen if melee damage was increased, but, um, anyway, it, 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 heightens stuff in Bloodhound. It makes them more powerful, whether that is to their senses, uh, or they're faster, they're stronger, anything like that, um. And this could be for one of two reasons. Uh, this could either be because Bloodhound truly does have have the power of of Bloodhunter, uh, of Bloodhunter. I don't I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but I think I am, uh, which gives them an advantage on the field. Or it could be such a high belief in the Allfather that it creates a placebo effect that causes uh, their body to actually heighten its own senses for a short duration. And the reason that this could be even more separated and completely changed bloodhound's story is that is the ravens you can actually see ravens flying around you you can see ravens eating stuff off of the ground um and i'm pretty sure that your teammates cannot actually see these ravens it's only bloodhound that can see this ravens so either that is the allfather actually guiding bloodhounds uh kind of like they did in um the layer of the Goliath where the raven landed on top of the coolant pipe. Like, that could have just been a vision and not an actual raven, you know? Um, I bet you it was an actual raven, but for s- sake of story, let's say that it wasn't. It was actually their imagination or the Father guiding them using visions of, of a sort. Um, or this could be that they're so like, focused on their faith that, essentially, Bloodhound has delusions. Bloodhound is seeing these ravens flying around and eating stuff off the ground that none of their teammates can see, so the question is, is Bloodhound, or is Norse Norse mythology actually exist and is guiding Bloodhound? Or, is Bloodhound just insane? Like, Bloodhound could quite literally just be a uh, like insane, like just straight up having delusions, um, having a placebo effect when uh, when they feel it's necessary, when they want to call upon the powers of the All Father. Like this is um, like this is a serious question uh, because it could completely change how Bloodhound is as a character. I'm going to assume. For um for world's sake and namesake that Bloodhound is actually being guided by the Allfather. but it's an interesting thing to still think about the other side of that, especially since we don't know which one it is yet. We could actually just learn that Bloodhound is just crazy, like and not not in the demeaning way. I'm not trying to say that in a demeaning way, just like quite literally mentally unstable. Um which would be really screwed up if the syndicate knows that and is still sending bloodhound into the games, even though they are mentally handicapped. Um, that sounds like something the syndicate would do because they are still getting money from it. (laughs) But I don't know. Let me know uh, what your thoughts are on that. Like, is it a placebo effect of just strong belief, um, or even insanity or are they actually being guided by the all father? Um, So yeah, so just think about that for a minute. Uh, But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, This was a hard first one to do, considering, uh, you know, there's not much uh, knowledge about Bloodhound, but uh, the polls said that this is what I should do uh, for my first episode of the Deep Dive um, series, so this is what I did um, and I, I did have a lot of fun doing it uh, it was a lot of research considering I was trying to find pretty much anything except for the old ways um, I not trailers, stories from the Outlands that's what it's called um, so so yeah, a lot of time I actually went into this for not much content um, which kind of sucks but I think it was also kind of worth it I learned a lot about apex legends in general as a world uh, or universe, rather, um, which is pretty nice. Uh, I-, I enjoyed it. Um, especially seeing all of like the trailers and uh, stories of the outlands over again was pretty cool. Um, kind of reliving the all the treasures uh, and stuff like that, like the comics and the uh, treasure hunt. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah. so once again, make sure you check out my social media for any further polls. Um, I think next time I'll be trying to do a place uh, rather than a person. And also make sure you comment below any ideas you have for future Deep Dive episodes. Uh, if I am doing a place, then you know it's probably best that you put down a place down below of what you want to learn. Um, I want this to be kind of a more important place, not kind of just some random building that's in downtown Mombasa in Halo I don't (laughs) like I'm not going to do that I'm going to do specific buildings like I can't think of any now that's pretty cool Uh, let's just say the Ark that's a place it's a pretty big place but it's a place um so yeah make sure you comment below what your ideas are uh but besides that game on Find AFcast on Instagram and Twitter, at AF Community, for any updates on future podcast episodes. If you want to join the Community Discord, find the link in the description or on the website, afcommunity.com.